Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Man reaching up to God, he can't get God. You can never, on your best day, you could never reach God. So that's religion. What are we saying? It's relationship. Relationship is God reaching down to man through the person of Jesus Christ. See, God wants to reach down to you. He wants to have a relationship with you. You can never reach him. Religion says, keep trying, keep trying. Here's another rule. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Give, 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 do, do, do. Don't, 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 don't. Now you're good enough. Not a chance. Is Christianity more of a religion or a relationship? And what does each one of those things mean? Today, Pastor Mark will teach listeners that God desires a personal relationship with every single person on earth. It's the danger of religion that often turns some people away from Jesus and leaves others constantly falling short. Man can never reach God on his own. The beauty of the gospel is that Jesus came to earth so that you and I might be able to experience a real relationship with God. If you're trying to earn righteousness by your actions, understand that all he wants is your whole heart. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with his continuing study entitled, Talk the Talk, Walk the Walk. I believe in God. I'm a good person. I treat others the way I would like to be treated. That's why I will go to heaven. That's pretty standard. That's definitely standard. What does that mean? Understand this. Religion is man's attempt to be good enough to get to God. I'll do good things. I'll do this. I'm a good moral person. I can get to God. Here's the second one. I will go to heaven, quote, because I believe in God and I lead a good life and I am good. So that's the purest kind of thing that happens. Man trying to do enough good things to get into heaven. Hopefully God grades on the curve. I'm better than you. I get in, you don't. Now, understand when this individual here, look at this individual says this, I am good. Now, I would never say that to a person that said that to me, but the Bible says there's no one good. See, they're, listen, a term I'm going to use that you might have heard before. They're, they're clueless. They absolutely think they're going to heaven because they're, they're good enough. But see, man reaching up to God, he can't get God. You can never, on your best day, you could never reach God. So that's religion. What are we saying? It's relationship. Relationship is God reaching down to man through the person of Jesus Christ. See, God wants to reach down to you. 
He wants to have a relationship with you. You can never reach him. Religion says, keep trying, keep trying. Here's another rule. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Give, 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 do, do, do. Don't, 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 don't. Now you're good enough. Not a chance. Jesus knew we couldn't. We're all sinners. See, religion is become a member. That's not what it means at all. And we don't understand that people who want to know God don't know how to get there. Because we've blocked it with all kinds of religious things. You see, guys, most people that you know and that I know do not know about God. They just simply don't know. We assume they do. And we're so wrong. I want you to see these two verses, Leviticus 26, John 14. Look at the difference between religion and relationship. Leviticus 26, this is God in the Old Testament before Jesus came on the scene. Notice what God says. I will, I will walk among you and I'll be your God. Notice, and you will be my people. That's not religion. That's a relationship. Then we come to the New Testament. Jesus says this. If anyone loves me, not a church, not a religion, not a pastor, He will obey my teaching, and my Father, God, will love him. And we, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, will come to him and make our home with him. That's not religion. That's a relationship. If I'm a Christ follower, God lives in my heart right now. And he never leaves me. He never forsakes me. When I have an open door, he gives me the word just like he gives you. When I don't respond to an open door, the Holy Spirit convicts me. That's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. We want to be like Christ. You see, God wants everyone to come to know him. And they don't know the difference between religion and relationship. If you understand today, religion just blocks people to God. I hate religion. It confuses people like crazy. I go to church. I go to church twice a year. I go to church every week. I do this. I do that. It doesn't matter. It's not about church, guys. I mean, this is where we learn to do life right. But it's not church. So many people come to church, but they have no personal relationship. They, they just, I can't tell you how many emails and, and people have talked to me personally over the last 15 years since we started the church. And they came to me. I gone to church 20 years, 15 years, 30 years, 40 years. And I never knew until I walked into this building that it was supposed to be a relationship with God. And they're so mad because they went 40 years, 30 years, 20 years in religion and no relationship. Guys, the world is clueless. You this morning, make sure you have that vibrant personal relationship with him. That's the only thing that really matters. Now, if you will, go back to Matthew chapter 23, where you kept your finger. Verse Five, let me give you three more barriers. Jesus says about the religious leaders, everything they do is done for men to see. They make their phylacteries wide. Remember the phylacteries, a little Jewish box. I'll see a bunch of them when I get over here in in, uh, Jerusalem this week. You see these little boxes up here that they put on in the morning and they go to the wall and, and uh, this is the the Shema, our Lord is one. What he says is they, they made these phylacteries this big. So people could say, wow. You say, what does that have to do with us? Well, here's what happens. Some Christians get that big family Bible. 
<laughs> they got two hernias and they carry it around. And people go, wow, you're really spiritual, aren't you? If you look, there's dust on the cover. They've never been inside. And that's what Jesus says. They just want to look good. Look what he goes on. He says, and the tassels on their garments alone. They love the place of honor at banquets. And they love the most important seats in the singular. They love to be greeted in the marketplace and have men call them rabbi. But you are not to call them rabbi, for you only have one master and you are all brothers. We're all equal. And do not call anyone on the earth father. It doesn't mean you can't call your father father. It's talking spiritually. For you have one father and he's in heaven. Nor are you to be called teacher, for you have one teacher and that's Christ. Here's barrier number eight. Prideful Christ followers can be a huge barrier. How? Because they're more interested in what man says than what God thinks. G. Campbell Morgan, a great Bible scholar, says this. It's called an audience of one. He says probably the vast majority of people are more influenced by what men will say than by what God Almighty thinks. You see, Jesus knew that these religious leaders were filled with pride. They were supposed to direct people to God, but they directed people to them. Let me say this kindly. Be careful when you watch Christian TV and begin to support ministries. If the person is a superstar on the screen and they let you know that they're the one that matters, turn off your television. What we try to do, and of course... We all have a little bit of pride in us. There's nobody in this room you could say, well, I I don't want anybody to ever notice me. No, you're a liar. All of us have a little bit of that. We want people to notice what they wear today and how they look and whatever. Say, yes, you're right. You're right. It's not like, "Ah." you know, you hear these people say, I don't care what they say. Well, I know already better. They do. But we have to be careful with that. We can't become prideful. It doesn't happen Without God knowing. Now notice what pride is. You see it right here. Pride magnifies self and it minimizes God. It minimizes God. Now the Apostle Paul, he understood the Jewish leaders as Pharisees being prideful. In fact, before he came to Christ, he was a pretty proud guy. Pharisee of Pharisees. Number one in the Pharisees. None better than me. But then Paul wrote this with a humble attitude. Look at 1 Corinthians 9.19. You see it right there, Vieira. Look at it. Though I am free, Paul says, and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone. Why? To win as many as possible. Verse 20 says to win those under the law. Verse 21, those under the law. Verse 22, that I might save some. Paul had a goal that I have to challenge myself with. Here was Paul's goal. Give us to please one person. It was God. Is that your goal this morning? In your life, who are you really trying to please? You see, I, I, I can't please you. I mean, I don't try to displease you. But I respond to God. I want to please the elders and the other pastors. But I ultimately don't respond to them. As they don't respond to me, we respond to God. Paul knew it. Now, he tried to please God. Jesus said this as he lived this earth. I only do 
what the Father tells me to do. And what was that? He came to save the lost. Why the word lost? Because they're clueless and confused. They're lost. They don't know how to get to God. There's all these barriers. Religion is a huge one. Being prideful as a Christ follower is a huge one. Our pride blocks the road to God. Our humility shows the way. Understand, when you finally share with a person that you were just like they were, and you have to say, I repented, I came to God, I wasn't good enough, I could never be good enough, but now I have a relationship with Jesus Christ and the God, your humility opens the door for them to see that they can do exactly like you. doesn't matter, young, old, rich, poor, educated, it doesn't matter. We come to the cross the same way. We come knowing that we have to be humble and admit we have a need. That's hard for lots of people. But God will only take a person who comes and admits they really need God. Now, look at verse 11. Jesus says this, The greatest among you will be your servant. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Number nine. Number nine barrier. Selfish Christ followers who want to be served rather than serving God and others. One of the greatest difficulties we have in the church is especially here in America, and and you hear me talk about that a lot. I love America. It's my country. I love it. Wouldn't want to live anywhere else. That's where God has me. But we're people that want to be served. And see, here's what you hear when people come to church often. You guys are not that way, by and large, but lots of people, when they come to church, they go, what do you have to offer me? Well, wait a minute. You should be here and say to God, Here's my, you, you heard it today in the song. Here's my heart, take it. Now use me. It's not you walk in the door and say, what do they have for me here? What's free here? What can they do for me? We have, by the way, we have lots of stuff for you. But that's a childish attitude. The mature attitude says, what do I have to offer God? Because everything you have is a gift from God. The breath that you're breathing right now is a gift from God. And so if I become a selfish person and I want you to serve me, then I'm a blockage to God. Philippians says that Jesus humbled himself, came from heaven to earth to live as a man and die on the cross so that he served you. He looked out among all the people and he says, man, people are clueless, they're confused. They want to know me. He said, the need is out there. The people are asking. But there's a problem. What was the problem? There weren't enough people saying, I'll go. I'll open my mouth. I'll take my feet. So this passage, Jesus says, well, these people that are in leadership, instead of being an example and serving people, they want to be served. Notice what he says. They're going to be humbled. In my office, I have a little model of a turtle sitting on a fence post. Now, if you can visualize that this morning, 
How does a turtle climb up a fence post? He can't. The turtle can only get on a fence post if somebody what? Puts him on the fence post. Why do I have that in my office? To remind me every single day. And many young couples, when I do the premarital counseling, come in and say, what is a turtle doing on a fence post? And I say this. I say to them, how do you get up there? And they always say, well, I can't climb up there. Somebody put him up there. And I sit back in my chair in, this, in the office and I say, how did I get here? Did I climb up to this position? No, somebody put me what? Here. God put me here. Now, if you take that little turtle on the fence post, what happens to him? He's off. Now you tell me. How's he going to get back up? He can't get back up. That's why I have it in my office. See, the minute I begin to say, this place is about me, or any of the pastors, or any of the elders, this is about me, what does Jesus say? Listen, listen, God will not allow you to take his glory. He certainly won't allow me to take it. So I have to be a servant. I didn't get here because I'm like this special guy. I got here because of the grace of God. He placed me here. And if I become proud, and by the way, once you're in a place where you're no longer serving him with the gifts he gave you, it is a miserable place. The most fulfilling thing I have. I wish, I'm, I love going to Israel, but I'd like to fly back next weekend and teach you and then back to Israel again. I love doing what I'm doing because God gifted me to do it. I'm not special. I'm just a guy. But I understand this principle. Guys, true greatness stoops to serve. True greatness loves the lost. True greatness opens doors to share God's love with the lost. Guys, let me ask you a question. Who's going to tell the world the difference between religion and relationship? Who's going to do that? Not me. It's you. I'm no more special in that situation than anybody else. Acts 1.8 gives us a clue. It says, go into all the world, basically make disciples, and you'll start in Jerusalem. That's Brevard County. Vieira, you have to be an open door there. Melbourne, here. It's not about all over the world. It will be in different parts. But this is where I live, and this is where God's going to use me. Understand, this week, just think about these things. Pray for my heart. You don't have to write these. Just, just meditate on them in a moment. Melbourne, Vera, pray for my heart to love the lost. You see, I couldn't say no to this man if I have a heart for the lost. Pray for my eyes to see an open door. Now, that one wasn't difficult. Hello, I need to know more about God. But sometimes it's not there. It's just a little question. Pray for my feet to go through the open door. And pray for my mouth to share the good news without judgment. How could I sit to a man who's been searching for years and years and years and say to him, well, what do you mean? You've been in church 20 years and you don't know about God? What's wrong with you? He didn't know. The greatest form of selfishness is to go to heaven alone. Number 10. This has nothing to do with Christ followers. This has to do with unbelievers. 
It's something you need to understand. Number 10, if you're a seeker, if you're unsaved, or you're backslidden, as Christians, we can do everything we can to bring you to God. But there's one thing in the end that will block your entrance to the kingdom of God. It's your unbelief. It's your sin. You see, the barrier that keeps a person from getting to God is sin. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve sinned. And that blocked Adam and Eve. Watch me. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve sinned. This is the Garden of Eden. Before sin, they had free reign of everything. Man, they loved God and they had a great time. And then God said, hey, choose me or choose yourself. Who do you want to direct your life? They chose themselves. Immediately, sin blocked a relationship between God. And we have a symbol of that because here's what God did to the Garden of Eden. He said to Adam and Eve, you're out. And he put an angel with a flaming sword. They couldn't go back. You see, their way to God was blocked. Why? Sin. But what did a loving God do? He went to Adam and Eve who were standing around. And when they became naked, they realized they were naked. Before that, it wasn't a problem. They went and they got fig leaves. Itchy fig leaves. Don't even picture it. And they put them on themselves. And God came to them and said, who told you you were naked? Well, they, they were guilty. So what did God do? He took the fig leaves off and he killed an animal without the shedding of blood. There's no remission of sin. And it was a picture to Adam and Eve that their goodness, covering their sin with their goodness, never works. So God came down, put their sin on this animal. You see, the wages of sin is death. And he clothed them in the skin of those animals. They would understand they could get to God again. There was one coming who would die on the cross. And when Jesus died on the cross, before that time, in the holies of holies, in the temple, there was this huge barrier from top to bottom. Only the high priest could go in. And when he went in, he went in at the peril of his own life. Well, when Jesus died, this huge wall that separated a holy God from man was torn by God from top to bottom. And today, anyone that wants to can come directly to Jesus Christ and have access immediately to your creator, God. That's the difference between religion and relationship. How can we as Christ followers block others from finding the way to God? Today, we learn from Pastor Mark of several barriers between people and God that Christians are actually responsible for. Prideful and selfish Christ followers are more interested in being served in what man thinks. These believers are never attractive to the lost and often give Jesus a bad reputation. How well are you representing the selfless, humble life of Jesus? Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
here's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Is it possible that major threats to the church can actually be caused from inside the church? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will warn listeners of the dangers that can come from strife and division inside the church. He will also challenge spiritual leadership to set the standard as everyone will follow their example. Many times in scripture, Jesus promised wrath and sorrow to those who practice hypocrisy. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. Has seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a hurting.